Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Revolution Pali Podcast. In this episode, I speak with Jade Egerton Idea. She is an engineer and a leading business executive in Nigeria. She has a master's degree from Warwick Business School and an executive education from Harvard and Yale Universities respectively. She is the author of Give Yourself Permission to Be You. In this episode, Jane shares stories of inspiration, hope, and career insight to help women navigate their STEM careers. Please listen to this episode and send us your feedback, as we would love to hear from you. Happy listening. First question is, uh, you went from slum to startup. And a lot of people probably will be going through the same very conditions which you had back in the days and still in the slums, still pushing for um, their trust and their things to change for them. And you went through the slum and came out successful today. Uh, How did the slum influence your values for life. And I read in your book, you're, you're passionate about reading, you have self-awareness, you're, you're always focused on your goals. So how did this uh, life that you had back in the days, how, how did it influence your values and what values do you hold most that's pushing your life right now? Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I heard the last part. You were saying what values were the ones that drove me, isn't it? Yes, yes. So I, I said from the beginning the that if if you had so you you had a slum story, slum to startup story, and a lot of people can um, can correlate with your story. There are lots of people right now still in the slums or still passing through a phase of life which they are not there yet. But you were able to make this happen for you. So right then and uh back in the days what were the values that you held so there that pushed you that propelled you um uh, from the slum life to become successful or to become the woman you are today knowing that i know for instance your one of your key values is reading learning uh self-awareness and, and staying focused so what 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 was it like for you then developing some of these values? So, um, of course, there, there are many. I, 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 you know, some of them that I feel like people can really relate to. One of them was hard work. So, hard work is never underrated. I would never underrate hard work because sure. you always have to go the extra. You know, I don't believe in magic. Like, if you don't work hard, that's also not giving yourself the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, curiosity, just wanting to learn, like you said, continuous learning. I, I never really thought I've arrived, you know, even when you get good results, you should be curious, you should want to know, you should be, you know, always asking yourself, how can I grow? How can I be, you know, be better? And I tell people, I did that in all forms of like, even like setting a goal for myself, you know, every year I have a goal list of things I want to achieve in different parts of my life. Cause you want to push yourself to achieve more, to, to be curious, to want to learn, to want to grow. But also basic things like hope. If you are in a situation like, you know, the situation you just have been living in a slum, it's so easy to be 
carried away by your environment, you know, by what you see around you, yeah. the hopelessness, you know, the yeah. fact that this person tried and he didn't get it. That yeah. person thought this something similar, he didn't get it. So why do you think yeah. he will get it? I think if you don't yeah. have hope, it it kind of disconnects you from the fact that how about if you get it? You have yeah. to be at least optimistic to the extent. How about if you are the one that gets it? Because so many nights that kept me awake, you know, the fact that oh. how about if I do all those things and it doesn't come out right, it doesn't work out, I don't achieve this goal. But it's the hope that when I hear people's inspiring stories, when I I hear people's success stories, they kind of challenge yeah. me to want to believe that it's probably possible. You could be that one in a in a in a, yeah. in a lifetime chance of getting it. Yeah. So that was also something else that you know really drove me. And the fourth one I would like to also say something I I I I know I I did it subconsciously but I found out that it was actually something you know which is to focus on the things you can control and tend to learn to disregard the things you can't control for mm-hmm. anybody in those kind of situations where a lot of things you can't control because yeah. of your access poverty you know because of the fact that you're just underprivileged in a lot of areas Yeah. There's a tendency to want to be more anxious about the things you can't control like I don't have money to pay for jam and I want to take jam. Yeah. I don't even have money. I want to go to university. There's nobody to pay the school fees. So you, you kind of want to focus on that rather than focusing on how about if I study. So I know I want to take jam or I know I want to go to university and the only thing I can control is the fact that I can read. I can yeah. get books from others I can study. I don't know if I'll be able to buy the jam from that's a whole different discussion because exactly. financially maybe I don't I'm not there. Yeah. So I, that's one of the things I learned earlier on to just leave it by the day and focus on the things you can control. Okay. And somehow the, the ones you can't control start to fall in line. Thank you thank you for that advice knowing that uh so two broad things for you aside the normal values that you had uh knowing that there are some things you can control and there's some things you can't control you can cannot control and then you focus on the things that you can control uh, because you have much advantage in that area okay so this leads me to the second question uh talking about the things you can't and you can't control uh so uh you got your So I read your book and I laughed when I got to that place. He said uh at 30 uh, you got your first heartbreak and for a young person first of all you were at 30 and this happened to you your first um because relationships with God for young people these days which I know you're also passionate about talking to young people uh they find it difficult to get out of the rough or they find themselves on a slippery slope instead of pursuing uh, what they have designed for themselves something happens emotionally they are off and before you know uh they can't figure out their destinies anymore but you had your first heartbreak and you did something that when i read it i was just shouting wow wow <laughs> I-, i want you to uh share with my audience uh what you did and how that influenced uh you going forward So I actually had my first heartbreak. That was I think I was 26. 
Okay. But I think the part you were quoting is the part that at 30 I was telling myself I still wasn't married. Yeah. So, you know, like every young, not every young, most young women, you know, you want to, you go to school, get an yeah. education, you want to yeah. get married, you know, yeah. especially in the continent, you know, yeah. because of the culture. Yeah. But I think even tougher it is when you're coming from a very underprivileged background, you, you just want to change your situation. Sure. And if you're falling in love, you know, it gives you something to be hopeful. You have a partner. We're all going to get married. We're going yeah. to turn things around. Yeah. And that's how it was for me. You know, I felt like, well, I've got this person. We share wow. the same vision. We're going to work together. Wow. We're work hard. We're going to change this. And I, I just felt like it's good to be loved. Yeah. It's good to know that you get that attention, you know, even though, you know, the situation makes you feel useless or hopeless at yeah. times. But then, of course, it came to the point when it was clear the relationship wasn't working and, you know, we wanted wow. to break it up. Wow. It was tough and it will be tough. And I don't take it for granted for those that go through heartbreak okay. because there's no logical reasoning on how to how to manage it. Wow. It's easy to tell people, you know, get over yourself. Ah, yeah. What are you saying? You know, yeah. what was wrong with you? You know, move on. Yeah. But I know matters to do with the heart. Sometimes there's no reason. You know, it's oh. difficult to reason. Okay. But one of the things that was clear, if you go back to what we did, is that if you notice what I really applied to that situation was what we said, your circle of influence and your circle of control. Okay. I could not control somebody loving me. I, I can't yeah. tell the guy, you must love me. I love you. Why can't you love me? Yeah. Why do we have to break? Yeah. But I can control what I do with my life if the relationship doesn't work out. Okay. And at that point, because it was clear it wasn't working out, because one of the questions I asked myself uh, when that thing happened, because a lot of people were telling me, oh, you can change it. You can, mm. you can turn it around. You know, you know, a lot of women believe they can control it. They can change it. They can turn it around. Yeah. And, but what I kept saying to myself, you can't force someone to, to appreciate it. It shouldn't be. Yeah. People should want to do it out of their free will. Mm. And if they can't, and I think it's time to move on. You, know, you okay. have to evolve your life. Yeah. And the, the first thing I did was focus on the things which I can control. Yeah. And one of the things I could control at that time was where I was going to go with my career. Oh, I okay. knew I wanted to do a master's. Okay. It was something that was already burning in me. I was thinking about it. I knew the school I wanted to attend. Yeah. You know, I, I had that already burning. Yeah. So even though all this whole marriage discussion was in play, yeah. it was something I sincerely wanted to do. Okay. And taking that whole marriage thing off the table just made it clear that, Jane, this is what you want to do. Go for it. Yeah. And that's when I decided that, you know, I was going to go for it. I wanted to get married. It didn't work, yeah. but I want to do a master's. Now I'm going to go do a master's. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you because uh, a few my, a few takeaways from that is things you control, things you don't control, and things that uh, you you can take charge of. And you did that and poured all the energy, knowing that knowing fully well, like you advised, nobody really knows how to handle situations like that. You just have to. Like you said, focus your attention to a new uh, project, to new uh, desires that you had, and then uh, you chased it. Uh, thank you so much for that response. And this takes me to my um, third question. It's about your career. And you pursued a career in STEM. STEM in Africa is highly dominated by male, uh, the male folks. Uh, I'll give you an instance. I, can't, I don't know how many engineers you had in your class when you were in the university, but in mine, we just had six girls. And 
we always laugh because we're always excited to have them around because we're like <laughs> close to 80, 80 or 100 guys within that range. And then you have six girls in class. So you took a male-dominated career, uh, engineering, and you overcame the challenges in that environment. Uh, I wanted to share with us uh, some of the challenges you faced and how you overcame them and what you would recommend for young girls or uh, women who are seeking to pursue a career in uh, engineering or instead? Yeah, interesting question. You know, when you were saying that, I was smiling because someone sent me a picture. Uh, okay. So I'm in this phase where I'm considering board positions okay. and someone sent me a picture uh, of me giving a speech somewhere okay. and she was curious because I think the board that was considering me that was the company in the background yeah. so I was telling her at the time I did that I had that session it was an innovation tech challenge okay. it was a panel of about six people and I was the only lady on that panel yeah. and I thought it was interesting that she brought it up but that's how the field has been. And that's because for a long time, you know, think about it. Women only started going to college, even in the U.S., like 100 years ago. Before that, Harvard and Yale, all those yeah. schools, they didn't accept women into colleges. Yeah. So I think it's after the Second World War, we started to see more women coming into, you know, into the industry, into the sector, go to colleges. Yeah. So at the time I studied engineering, in my class of 100, electronics engineering. Yeah. There were only 10 of us that were women, so just wow. 10%. Wow. But, you know, it was common, and even it was worse in some, like, mechanical engineering. I think there was, yeah. like, two or three girls in the class. Maybe wow. civil engineering, one, you know, so, some of the departments had worse figure. Wow. But wow. my challenges were not really in, in academics, you know. So in school, it felt to me, okay, we have fewer girls, but I didn't feel like it was a tougher challenge it was a tougher terrain to navigate because i felt it was based on my academic prowess you know okay. your ability to 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 you know how, how good at you, are you academically yeah. and that was how you were you were actually scored or graded yeah. it was actually tougher when i came into the sector and i started working and i started realizing that it's not as easy as that you know people just don't take you for your performance other yeah. things come into play wow. you know people's biases come into play Definitely. it's not how good you job people are first considering oh she's a woman she's married she's got kids you know can she do it uh, and you're like what has that got to do with the job, job. engineering yeah. is all about solving problems and my yeah. brains yeah. it's not about if i'm pregnant or not pregnant or if i have kids yeah so that's where i have seen most of the challenge and i and that's what has made me spend more time talking to young girls. Okay. And I currently feel like the problem is not an access problem. So it's not like we're not having girls study engineering. Yeah. The numbers are not as much as, as much as we can see. Yeah. But we are having girls study. Yeah. We normally see an issue um, along the pipe in terms of the pipeline growing of in course. the career. Yeah. So we see that they, they come in, even yeah. though there are few, yeah. But then they start to disappear. As you start to climb, yeah. you see less and less women. Definitely. So like in my organization right now, even though I run the the, 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 the operation for West Africa, I'm the yeah. only female on the team. Wow. Even though I'm the head of the team, I'm the only female. Yeah. So as you tend to climb, there are fewer women and you start to ask yourself why. Wow. And that's one of the reasons I'm passionate about talking about it. And it's also the way the industry is treating women. Okay. And uh, these women, they go for maternity and they come back and sometimes their jobs don't exist yeah yeah because 
you know, people just move on thinking that oh, that they've started having kids, they're no longer interested in a career. Yeah. And and it's not true. It's it's not got to do with their physical ability. Okay. Um, sometimes it's challenges when they are in that childbearing age. Of the way nature, God has done it. Yeah. In the it's only a woman that can be pregnant. Yeah. But uh, sometimes organizations uh, forget to realize that. It's a duty the woman has. It's not a choice in some cases. Yeah. If we have to procreate, it's procreate. It's the woman that has to do it. So to 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 not be able to support her in that period, I think it's oh. it's not fair. Yeah. It's absolutely. costing us business. You know, when women start to have children, we need to understand that she's the only one that can take that child for immunization. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's spending sleepless night breastfeeding. When she comes to work. If she's asking to close early, if you can accommodate it, just accommodate it. See what is happening now. Flexible working hours. Yes. If we yes. can extend it to them during that phase of their career. Yeah. Especially if it works with their job role, extend it to them. Yeah. Because it's tough, you know, to to manage that phase, and sometimes you're demanding career. Think about yeah. it. You're pregnant. Yeah. You have to go for um, all those antenatal care yeah. and all that. So if she. If she has to go to Antinatica and want to work remotely or flexible working hours, let her do it if she still gets the job done. But sometimes people just write them off and say, oh, no, 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 they're now they're not having kids. They, yeah. they can't yeah. do the work. Yeah. They can still function and they're still good. Yeah. They're still high performers. Yeah. We just have to put um, tools around to support them in that phase. And if we do that, we will see that they won't drop off. So yeah. my, my advice to women is that there are two, two ways to look at it. And I say that in one of the articles I wrote in LinkedIn. It's like climbing a hill. Okay. So one of the challenges is climbing the hill. Another challenge is can we reduce the hill? Oh. So for women, I say you have to muster the courage to climb the hill. If you're passionate about STEM, yeah. don't let these things deter you. Don't yeah. let them distract you. Yeah. Find support systems to help you during that phase. Okay. And don't let other people's bias or unconscious bias rub off on you. You know, yeah. the fact that you go to an interview and instead of people trying to know about, you know, what's your experience? What did you study? Yeah. How, what good can you bring? Then they're asking you things like, are you married? Are you yeah. planning to have more kids? Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be asking you that. Definitely. It's got nothing to do with the competence of the yes. job. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Women should be that determined if you yes. want to go in the sector yeah. to work against this bias. While we are also asking organizations to drop the hill, you know, yeah. it's climbing the hill, then you drop the hill, yes. drop the biases, educate the staff, the line yeah. managers, yeah. especially when you have female, um, when you have female staff, yeah. you, you, you shouldn't use these biases against them. They're not yeah. your mother. They're not your your sisters because people have a tendency to want to treat women yeah. in that way because yeah you said that it. before is it too difficult yeah. let's don't give it to her it's too challenging yeah. and maybe this promotion will be too much for her yes. and you don't want to give her something you feel is too tough because mm. she just had a baby or yeah. she just got married or she's just pregnant yeah. you want her to find out from her husband if her husband is okay with it yeah yeah but that, that shouldn't play out in the office. Yeah, it shouldn't. Thank you, thank you. Our key key takeaways about that is reducing the the barriers for women in the workplace and also uh, ensuring that women are pushed higher in in in. in they tend to climb the hill. Yes, yeah. yes, take higher in positions. So thank you so much, Ma.
concerning that that uh, response. Uh, now I'll, I'll take a reference from one of your uh, from your book. Uh, so you, you talked about so your book. The title of your book is uh, "Be Fearless, Give Yourself fearless. Permission to to Be You." And you wrote that you almost got a job uh, as a security guard, and then this is despite the fact that you are an engineer, and then all of a sudden something changed and another opportunity came for you. But I, w- I want to know because probably I I could relate to that. Uh, I did I did study petroleum engineering. Though I'd done my work and internship uh, as an engineer with my dad in his company, but I left to pursue my own um, career interest. And you said something that you almost did, t- did take this job, and you had a motivation for that because you did have something coming. So I want I want to know because lots of people lose hope, knowing that they are not chasing the career interest that they had probably gone through school for for years, five, six, four years, and then all of a sudden there are no opportunities coming forth. They don't want to look bad in the eyes of the society. They don't want to take anything linear and they just stay back and are unable to uh, uh, push their career forward. So I want to ask you, what what went through your mind when you were about taking a job lower than what you uh, bargained for? So I put that in the book because I want people to understand the hopelessness of the situation when uh, people don't have access, even though they are good. So I say that so that you don't undermine people you know sometimes we feel oh they didn't work hard enough they were not yeah. smart enough yeah. if you were good you would have gotten a good job yeah. and some cases it's not entirely true it's not because they were not smart or they didn't graduate or they're not good yeah. sometimes in circumstances where it's so tough and they don't have access okay. if they had a different platform and access maybe it would be different yeah in that particular case just imagine a young girl that has gone, worked so hard, studied engineering, yeah. and made a two, almost made a first class, wow. just a couple of points away yeah. from a, a first class. Yeah. Then I come to a, 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 a back home where we're just managing to Can eat. Have... You're coming back home to a, a family that people are just managing to eat. So even when you want to go job hunting, yeah. Because in those days, you had to go job hunting. Yeah. Nobody was even willing to give you transport fare because nobody had. Yeah. You know? And you, you, to go job hunting, you don't even know where to go. So you're just, it's like you're walking in the dark. You're trying yeah. different companies. Yeah. It's not like your uncle or your dad works in this or your fa- your uncle worked there and they'll tell you, you know, try there. You are just trying to figure it out. A yeah. young girl trying to figure it out. Yes. And... I think the tougher part is now coming back to your environment. Okay. In an environment where everybody felt the situation was hopeless. Okay. So people will give you what they know. People tend to use what they know. Yeah. So I was in an environment where everybody around me was a cook, a cleaner, oh. security guard. Okay. You know, maybe the best of best were foremen working okay. at the You know, there were just people doing a manual job, yes. people doing, you know, you know, these are very, very underprivileged people. Yeah. So if they see you in that situation, people will offer you what they know, like, okay, since you have been searching for a job you can't find, there's a security job open there if you're interested. 
Yeah. It's not bad. We yeah. told you that even though you have a degree, it doesn't solve the problem. Yes, the situation yes. is hopeless. You better help yourself. Yeah. And sometimes you can't. You you you. Even though you're a dreamer, you you feel you can achieve. Yeah. Your your environment draws you back. Yeah. Into that situation that is hopeless. Yeah. And at that hopeless and you know demotivated point, I was willing to take it. I'm like, okay, I'll go. Hmm. Where is the job? I'll go and do the interview. Even though I was overqualified, but I didn't have any money. Wow. I couldn't even transport myself. I couldn't feed myself. Wow. And if you can't even leave, if you can't survive, how can you even try? Yeah. yeah. So at that case, I decided to go. And I was just fortunate. I think it's one of those things. I think I fell ill, so I didn't go for the interview. And the next wow. thing, I, I, I went for another interview for an engineering company. So wow. I have then, you know, and, and those are some of the things that drive uh, what I do today. So I'll give, I'll tell you a story. I'm so proud of a young man called Abraham because he so reflects a good example of what we are talking. Yes. When I go for customer meetings, there's a particular client, a multinational, I go for customer meetings. I used to notice this guy. He was the security guard there. Okay. But I noticed each time I go, he was kind of reading. Mm. And I would peep, he was reading for an exam. And I would tease him. I'm like, oh, why are you reading? You're not doing your job. But I wanted to know more. I'm like, yeah. why are you reading? What are you reading for? He wants to take an exam. Why are you taking an exam? He wants to go to school. What do you want to study? Yeah. Where do you want to school? I would ask him all those questions yeah. time and time again. Because I knew that could have been me. Yeah. 25 years ago, that could have been me. Yeah. And when I found out he was really eager to go to school, but he didn't have anybody to sponsor him. He was being paid 20,000 naira on that job. Mm. So if he leaves the job, he can't even sponsor himself. Yeah. I told him, if you pass that exam, let me know. Wow. And once he passed the exam, you know, God being so kind, I did sponsor him, myself and my husband, wow. we sponsored him. And today he has graduated, wow. he's working. Wow. Just to let you know, some people just need a chance. Yeah. And he didn't know yeah. me and I don't know him. I'm sure wow. he will be shocked. Wow. And there are many stories like that. Wow. They're just needing for looking for someone to give them a break. It's yeah. not that they're not hardworking or they're yeah. not smart yeah. or they're not driven. Sometimes there is no access. There is no even anybody to point them in the right direction. That this is the way you can go. Wow. So we so, shouldn't take others for granted. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, such such an inspiring story. And our, our time frame format for this podcast show was 30 minutes. And we almost elapsed. So, uh, because I always say this to my podcast guest, we would like to have you in the future, probably not anytime soon, uh, in the future for part two of uh, our podcast meeting. And super excited because what you shared in just this short time, I know for sure would inspire a lot of people, especially women uh, in their career pursuit. So I ask one question of my guest, just one question before we go. Uh, what is your secret for staying intentional, aware, and successful? Because I know these three combinations could do a lot for a young person. So what's your secret for staying intentional, aware, self-awareness, and successful uh, for a young person? I would say just the fact that you'll be humble enough to, to accept that you haven't arrived. You don't know it all. So be curious, be, be interested to learn. You know, I want to learn from younger people. I want to learn from older people. I want to learn from different cultures, different genders. Just be curious, be always interested to learn. And I think if you have that spirit, you will notice that, you know, you'll always be on that path of growth because you will always evolve. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, uh, Mrs. Jane. Edgar Team Idehe. I got the yeah. last name correctly, right? You did, Boyo. You got it well. It that's good. Uh, I think that's because I, I stayed in Benin. I grew up in Benin, so I'm oh, also in that's Benin. <laughs> so thank you so much, Ma. It's a pleasure to have you on Revolution thank Pali you. Podcast. Super excited. Great ideas you shared for us on how we can move, transit, move our careers and have opportunities, uh, especially for young people. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Uh, I will share the episodes with you if it is available to the public. I want to say thank you one no more problem. time. Um, myself, my team and the, uh, from everybody from my end, thank you. Do have a wonderful evening and a happy new year and to you, you too. too. You thank too. you so nice, much, man. Nice have you. a great Thanks day. For you. Yeah. You Bye. Bye. So thank you so much for uh, listening to the first edition of the Revolution Pali podcast. It's been an amazing time and we look forward to having more guests join us in the future uh, weekly basis to share their uh, experiences and how they are making a difference in, on the continent of Africa. So look forward to all your feedback, all your responses. Uh, don't forget to share with your network uh, this uh, podcast to keep us going and do have an amazing time ahead. Thank you.